This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Oh, hi there. Welcome back. It is the Star Wars Report Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad to have you back. Uh, as we do another show about the wars, the Star Wars, the wars and the stars. You know, it's that it's it's how do you describe it? How do you it's Star Wars? Everybody knows it. We live it. We breathe it. It is a part of the culture. And that's why we talk about it, because we can't shut up. <laughs> Ten years and counting. We can't shut up about it. And uh, with me. Listen, he's a man, he, 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 like myself, is a professional at not shutting up about Star Wars. We have that in common. It's Mr. Mark Hurlman. How's it going, Mark? General Kenobi. I, I was holding that the whole time since oh. you said hello there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> it's hard to shut up. <laughs> everybody's sitting there, is he going to say anything? Yeah, welcome, right. man. It's uh, good to talk Star Wars with you once again. Right? It's nuts to think that we've we've broached mm. 10 years, man. I mean, it's great. Like, yeah, right? We um, First podcast we did were in 2009. Mm-hmm. So it's more than mm-hmm. technically if you just reach past the Star Wars report. It's a listen, you can it, there's one way you can get every episode we've ever recorded of the show. It's not on I, it's not on iTunes. It's on uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report for a dollar. Give a holler for a dollar and you can go listen to the first episode ever. <laughs> and some of our nice. old stuff way back in the day. Uh back in the day. Um but yeah, right. man, I'm excited. We've got it's not a news heavy week, but I've got some fun kind of side topics that we usually don't get to hit because news is so fast and furious we've gotten used to that being the norm you know speaking of the old days of podcasting i I remember before before the the dark time before the mouse um i I remember where like we'd be covering the latest like art for a book cover (laughs) that was that was the big news the most dramatic trailers from uh, the Old Republic. Oh, oh yeah, right there, buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> See, what's funny is I just finished wrapping up the edit for Nathan's last episode of Beyond the Films. I know I, I, it was I, a feedback. A episode. tip of the hat, by the way. I should we should, should do like out? I got I got more surprises. Nate's not off the hook yet. Okay, we just good. we haven't told him this, but uh, but yeah, just a feedback episode. We drug it out for over two hours. It was it was good though, man. I mean, it was hard to listen to certain parts still because like I could hear there at the end when Nate gives his, you know, his last mm. words. Like, oh man, I could hear it in his throat. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Dude. So that day I was, it was hard, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to lots of episodes with Jim. Um, you know, we talked about this, I think the last time we were on, cause you know, when Nate and me started the show, the EU review had done a whole bunch of EU books and Nate didn't want to tread old ground. So Jim and I have this whole plethora of legends books that I'm really excited to talk about. Because oh, Nate interesting. And I just never got to that because it was something that he had done recently when we had started the show. So he didn't kind of want to tread old ground. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of legend stuff that Nate, uh, Jim and I will be able to get into that, that Nate and I did not. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. But yeah, a salute and a tip of the hat to one of the OG 
Star Wars mm-hmm. podcasters, Nathan Patrick Butler. Um, it, wow, we, we really started off the show with some serious reminiscing, but you know what? Enough of that. Let's jump right into the news. We have something to report. Closer, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Uh, there's not a lot of news. That's the that's the spoiler alert. <laughs> not a lot of significant. <laughs> but there was one thing that you actually normally I I, <clears throat> I go through copious and serious prep for the show to make sure that we bring you the finest and most well-produced content that you could ask for from a Star Wars podcast here at the Star Wars Report. Excellence is our every day. That's the that's what we say right here at the not not really I'm lying. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I departed from that, and I was actually, I got on my Facebook feed, you had shared, Sci-Fi Wire had uh, posted uh, the official excerpt for what the, what is officially, and we talked about on the sh- on the a few weeks ago when they released or made the announcement, Star Wars Dark Legends, mm-hmm. which is a uh, atmospheric fables, perfectly suited for age, all ages on lightning-filled summer nights, horror-tinged in a world, in an in-world collection of six frightful Star Wars tales and ghost stories. And I was like, okay, so you shared it. But then I realized they actually had an excerpt mm-hmm. from it. Uh, and, and Sci-Fi Wire, like, straight, straight, to the, um, straight to the quote, let's see. Uh, and we'll have a link to this in the show notes um, for the Sci-Fi uh, piece. But... Uh, this is a uh, written by George Mann. It's illustrated with vivid archetypal paintings by artist Grant Griffin, who's returning from the book Myths and Fables, which I have uh, actually on mm-hmm. hand in a bookshelf behind me. Um, it's a but good book. basically draws details, characters, and landscapes found inside the new Galaxy's Edge attractions at Disneyland and Disney World. Quote, um, Dis- Dark Legends is a collection of spooky myths and tales uh, and legends from the deepest and darkest corners of the sci-fi universe. That's the author. So it's kind of interesting. We we talked a little about some of the the concept art, sort of a werewolf concept. Um, but my favorite is what they actually pu- published an excerpt of it. And uh, it's, it's one of the short stories, which is, again, back to the author, quote, uh, from which the following is excerpted, which we'll read some of it. We won't read the whole thing, but I, I wanted to get your reaction to it, Mark. Um, mm-hmm. When I was initially bra- brainstorming ideas, uh, this one really cemented the tone and the approach to the stories that we ended up taking. It started from a spooky image, the idea of the Grand Inquisitor, caught before a window, backlit in the moon, creeping into a building. Uh, in it, we see an orphanage on a distant world in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. When a new girl arrives, she hears the stories of, uh, from other children of a creature that comes in the night, stealing away the gifted children. And it, it is this sort of very vampiric painting of the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, and they even published a little excerpt of it. it, it hit me with those, um, those first two or three paragraphs, Mark. And I, I, cause I, there's no, you, listen, as the Scoutmaster, you know how to read a good <laughs> summer horror horror tale so uh, right hit me right on the planet gaten nestled amongst the gloomy spires of a once great city 
sit the ruins of an orphanage where, long ago, children who had lost their parents during the fallout of the Clone Wars were sent to be cared for while they awaited placement in new homes throughout the sector. Only all was not well at the orphanage, for amongst the children there were tales of a dark terror who came in the night. A tall, thin man with sharp teeth and glowing eyes, who from time to time would visit the orphanage to steal away children, scooping them out of their beds and dragging them through the window, their cries muffled and unheard. The children who were taken by this horrifying creature were never heard from again. Even goosebumps, dude. <laughs> well said. Yeah, bravo, bravo. Give this man a Tony or an Oscar. Oh, dude, this is exciting because, okay, first thing out there, if you're not caught up on what this is, this is not Legends from the Legends universe of stories. This is just Legends, the title in the book. This is a Disney canon. It's coming from Disney Lucasfilm Press. Uh, and it is, it's basically like a pickup of where Myths and Fables was in a sense. It's, you could call it a sequel to that. It, I like the old book, The Myths and Fables, so much that when I heard about this and the whole dark legends aspect and them going with the horror story angle, I was beyond excited. Because my favorite stories in the Myths and Legends ones were the ones that had that darker take, were all the ones that dealt with the Sith Lords. Hey, and remember stuff. Um, and this- Death Troopers? Yeah, yeah, Death Troopers and and even uh, Red Harvest with dealing mm-hmm. with the Sith. I mean, that was a fun time. That was back when Lucas was doing his Zillow Beast and uh, the Alfred Hitchcock. Like it was like any concept out there that you could retool to make Star Wars with, they were doing. And, and when goes, they hit the horror yeah. genre, woo! They and they hit it hardcore. I remember uh, Death Troopers when they they released the cover of this like cracked stormtrooper helmet with like mm-hmm. a a hook. You know, impaling the eye socket. It's <laughs> like, geez, man. Um, Drew right. Schreiber, by the way, did the uh, the books, and he's writing. He's back in the universe, writing one of the upcoming um, Mandalorian books that we were talking about last week. I think that, funny enough, the junior novelization. I want to say it was, <laughs> which is an interesting choice. Um, well, not considering... really. I mean, you think about since Canon's uh, rebooted itself, the junior novels and the young adult novels have been probably the hardest hitting stories out there. I mean, they really Why? go with a lot of adult themes. It's been surprising me- for me. And Nathan, give me some examples of like some of your favorite young adult novels because I know I you're not the only Rebel person. Rising, I've... exactly. First and foremost, that one was a really good one. It, it it was probably one of the few books that you could call having the Stover effect for what it did for Jen Erso's character. Um, mm. I also want to say that Lost Stars was another one that that also That's was famous. I mean, really you know, well there's, reviewed. There's been yeah. a surprising like if you take. If you look on like a PG-13 kind of thing, there's a lot of young adult books that deal with very sexual-oriented, you know, journey for the characters. Mm, yeah. it's, it's not surprising to find one, if not more than one, encounter. Whereas with Legends, that was kind of like something like, you know, they'd him and ha about it, but they wouldn't kind of go there. But uh, these young adult books, I mean, I don't Kids' books when we were younger, they were like the little kids' books. Like, I to me, the whole aspect of these being considered young adults seems kind of ridiculous because they just feel like full-on adult mm. books. They don't feel like they should be in a subcategory. Well, Whereas, I mean, like a book like this, though, like this one definitely 
feels that more young adult. You're not going to get the same type of overarching stories because these were all small and they were all kind of they all told their own story in their own time frame. And it wasn't, you know, a, a big overall story like what you would get in, say, like mm. uh, Lost Tribe of the Sith with John Jackson Miller. Well, and I remember it, here's the difference, too, between the Legends era novel young adult novels and the current young adult novels is and and listen all right guys get ready to hit the rewind button back to to my middle school days but i remember i remember (laughs) reading the jedi apprentice books the young jedi knight books but they were very much like pulp fiction in the traditional meaning of the of the word they were very they were these small books with you know they'd have multiple multiple books throughout the series they're very sort of approachable, digestible, maybe a little forgettable, although I will always re- remember Tanel Ka and Jason mm-hmm. Solo's like youthful romance. And and there was there was romance in them in, in a but in a very YA novel kind of way. But if you look at the um the the YA books that have been coming out recently, I think Rebel Rising's a perfect example of that. Those are some of like the, the biggest tie ins that are most mm-hmm. closely tied to the to the movies huge terrorist attack happening in the middle of the book and you're just like whoa just a lot of really in your face themes that that i mean in one way it's kind of nice that they're putting that out there for kids that are jumping into that genre to find out that you know yeah there's there's a lot of yeah real world type things that are happening i mean because i i want to say when i was reading that book there were a lot of the gun shootings and stuff happening at the schools and those moments in the book really resonated with what was happening and it was just mm. really made reading the book even ha- more emotionally hitting you know it, yeah. was a, it was a harder read in that regard yeah. one of the images though that really excites me is the one where it, it almost looks like lord of the rings where i'm gonna go on a limb and say what we're seeing is palpatine Maybe, okay. or maybe it's a clone of Palpatine with another clone of Palpatine right below it. But it definitely looks like that's Exegol, and that could be his throne in the background, or that's a massive, massive temple in the shape of the throne, or the throne is in the shape of the temple. I'm not sure, but it's exciting. And what is going on with that lightsaber? Mm, I don't, I, it, lightsaber whip? I don't know. Like it is a, it is the throne Sigh. on. Ex- it is the throne on Exegol, though. That's definitely true. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. Um, but I do love... But what if it's not the throne? I mean, because I, I mean, the first thought is it's the throne. Looks but like it. what if it. you think about, what if this is a temple and that the throne was actually made in the image of this temple? Because those look like big mountains ba- behind him. It looks like he's like on a mountain mm, with a valley down below him and there's another yeah. mountain and there's this just massive temple. Yeah. And he has Quasimodo right there. Right. Um. Or it's a failed clone. <laughs> Right. Ooh. Right. Right. Well, see, see, now you're talking my language. Intrigued. Mm-hmm. I will definitely. Um, I'll be definitely picking this up. This book. I. I love. Um, myths and fables. I read the first story in it, but I, I haven't read any more. But I. I just love the format style of the book. The cover's amazing. I really. I really like the in-universe books. I'm not gonna lie. Those are some well, of my I like. Favorites. I like some of the plots here because they say from Sith lords to Night Sisters. Mm. Pretty awesome. Mm. From hauntings to terrible transformations, clearly the transformation's got to be the werewolf story. Uh, they explore the dark side of the Force and its many different facets. Uh, mm. So, I mean, this is a great way to do that because what's one thing I've been complaining about so far? We don't have a lot on the dark side. There's not a lot of information about the Sith. 
Yeah. These type of things. And that's what myths and fables did was it provided us. And uh, there was like Darth uh, Raid or Ward or something like mm-hmm. that. There was a, a couple different Sith Lords mentioned. Uh, we had a Night Sister mentioned. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm stoked for this one. Well, I'm hyped. I, I, I'm glad we had a chance to revisit this because I know we didn't really cover it in too much depth. So I think this will be definitely a one that um, we'll be uh, talking about again once it comes out this, uh, I think the end of the month is when it's scheduled to come out. So that'll be pretty pretty exciting, pretty exciting. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Perlman, I hope you're ready. Uh, I, I think I'm the right height to be a stormtrooper. With my boots on, I'm six foot. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what? That's true. I think you you do meet the the standards. So, hey, uh, you like Star Wars? You like the movies? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know they're they're good. We had they, such they a, have a whole genre of stuff based off of them. We had such a great response from the last uh, from from last week's episode where. Me and uh, Bruce just went through, and uh, you know we've all done it in some way, form or fashion. We ranked the Star Wars films, but we did it with this really cool web app. It's just mm-hmm. called Sorta. We'll link to it again. You can play along. Uh, tweet us, uh, tweet us, or send us your uh, results. Uh, you can email us starsreport at gmail dot com, or just hit us up on Twitter at Star Report. I'm curious how you rank the films because this is a unique way of doing it. It's the uh, it's the side-by-side comparison, better or worse. You can't go through and rank the whole list. You have to decide in the moment, in a flash, uh, which film you like better. And I have been looking forward to this because Bruce and I were boringly similar. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're very similar in our rankings. I want to know if the, if the same bottom film ends up as your least favorite film. I'll be really interested to see that. Or if either of our first place films is your number one film. So uh, I've got the link to it in the notes. If you're uh, listening, you can play along with us uh, from so the link. So before we app. jump so, in, because yeah. I've had this this first question sitting here, and I, I, I've been thinking about it. Now, do I go with the, the movie I like the most of the two choices, or do I go with the one that I left the theater most enjoying at that time? Mm, no, this is an in the moment, in the moment, how you feel about it right this very evening. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like how, and it's got to be. See, it's got to be first, first like, instinct. I still have to. I have to think about things like, like, like. Uh, okay, for example, <laughs> like you know, I mean, I really enjoyed the Force Awakens, and I really didn't enjoy the Rise of Skywalker as much as I had been hoping to. But saying that the film trilogy is over and going back on the Force Awakens, a lot of the things that I hated about that entire trilogy came out of that film. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. I, I, well, I will say this. I, I will say this. The, the, the element that makes this unique is you have to pit movie against movie. So you, it's, it's, it's okay. the isolated movie itself. So uh, okay. that might help guide you, but it is first that, instinct. That, that did guide it. Okay, okay. So I'm ready. I'm good. I'm, right. I'm doing this. So, okay. Uh, we'll have to, we're following along you, so go ahead and kick us off. What's your first, first choice? All right, my first two choices here are The Force Awakens versus The Rise of Skywalker, and I'm going to go with The Rise of Skywalker because visually it was stimulating, ah. even though I walked out of the theater and, and I was crying on the inside at that moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, the right. next one, oh, yep. this is easy. Solo versus The Last Jedi. Solo. All right, Solo. Oh, this yeah. one hurts. Oh, <laughs> this is the whole reason what? I did this whole segment is just to hear <laughs> Mark's tortured cry. This is a 
hard one. I really like Rogue One, but Revenge of the Sith? Ah, Order 66 wins out. I All went right. with that one. That's fair. Uh, this That's one's fair. easy. We got Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back it yep. is. Nice. nice. Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace. Ooh. Mm. That, mm. I, you know, I really Jar-Jar. like the Duel of Fates. He walks Jar Jar. So I, when I watch okay. Return of the Jedi, I jump pretty deep into it, but I, that space battle wins out. I'm going with yeah. Return of the Jedi. You choose Force wisely. Awakens versus A New Hope. Oh come on! I'm gonna have come to go on. with the Force Awakens. Oh my god! It's the oh, New Hope redone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, How dare you, sir? Oh, this one's easy. Rogue One versus Last Jedi. Oh. I'm going Rogue One. Okay. Rogue One versus Solo. That would have been a harder Ooh, the one two to spin-offs. have done. Yeah. Right. When I first watched Solo, I wouldn't have said Solo. I'd have gone 100% with Rogue One. But Rogue One has grown on me, so it's getting it. Okay. Um, Rogue One. Of Solo the two. and Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Hmm. That's a seeing tough one because I really like Solo, but I'm like, hmm, Order 66. I'm going Revenge of the Sith. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, Phantom it's taking shape. Attack I, of the Clones. I can, I can see the direction it's going a little bit. But <laughs> I'm actually curious Phantom if these Menace. two... Oh, you're going Phantom Menace? Okay, cool, cool. And I clicked that button hard, so I don't know what the next one I just voted on was, but I voted <laughs> on something. Uh, Return going. of the it's Jedi fine. and Empire Strikes Back back we're going empire strikes back okay yep. hope versus Classic. the last of the jedi we're going a new hope yep easy. a new hope versus rogue one we're going to rogue one because it mm-hmm. it's uh it's just a little bit force awakens rogue one rogue one all right rogue, rogue, one's rising. rogue one rogue one <laughs> Ro- last jedi attack of the clones attack of the clones <laughs> okay attack all the right. clones all right. and a new hope that one's harder. Oh, I'm gonna go with Attack of the Clones. Don't really, you? There's a little how more music going dare for you, sir? The original, right? right? Huh. I, I like the original. Side. Don't get me wrong, but that's for the true. Longest time no judgment. The no trilogies. judgment here. We like that all one. Them. Kind of bored me. We all enjoy these movies to some degree uh, ourselves in our own ways. So far right. be it for me to judge. Uh, as you as you carry on, <laughs> one of my favorite things with the New Hope though was in the uh, the trash compactor. And there was that lack of silence. I mean, the lack of sound. There was just oh, yeah, complete yeah, silence yeah. as you heard Luke splashing around. Like, that was something that just stuck with me. You know, yeah. like, wow. Man, they didn't even put any music in that scene, and it worked. Well, my uh, The Force Awakens, The Attack of the Clones. Oh, this God, is where we get that's... Disney versus prequels, which I'm really not sure where you stand too much when it comes to Disney films versus prequels. So far, you've, this... tr- you've with the exception of Rogue One, you've kind of trended towards prequels, but I'm kind of curious. Right. Well, this one, this one's interesting for me because, like, you know, a lot of people they're like, "Oh, I Attack of the Clones." I actually enjoyed Attack of the Clones quite a bit. In fact, the uh, scene between Obi Wan and Jango Fett, I think, is why I'm going with Attack of the Clones. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, Attack of the Clones, Rise of Skywalker. All right. Here's up. Testing it. Testing this, it more. This is so. This one's one of those where, like, if I was going to go just by the film and the pop, 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 pop of it all, I would go with the Rise of Skywalker. But the Rise of Skywalker let me down on story, whereas the only thing about the story of Attack of the Clones that sucked was the dialogue itself. Yeah, that's true. With, with Attack of the Clones, I actually that's enjoyed true. that one more. Uh, Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Rogue One. Right, uh, episode right. One, Rogue One, we're going Rogue One. Rogue One is going to do well, I can tell that. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I really did enjoy that one quite a bit. Uh, Rogue One versus Return of the Jedi... I'm going with Return of the Jedi on that one, though, because Sticking I really love classic. that space battle. And Rogue One, while it does have a good space battle and I enjoy the connections, it just wasn't as big. Uh, we got Return of the Jedi and Solo. We're going with Solo this time. Oh, interesting. Empire Strikes Back and Solo. Now, this is a hard one. 
This is a hard one. You said one. Empire Strikes Back versus Solo? This is, yeah, Empire oh. Strikes Back versus Solo. And for the longest time, the Empire Strikes Back was my favorite film. And right now, I if I was pressed, I would say Solo is probably my favorite right now. Uh, really? But I'm going with the dark ending of the Empire Strikes Back because that's why I loved it in the first place. It is. I mean, it's the classic. And 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 Bruce and I, spoiler, we're a little boring with our choices in some ways. And but it's really hard to like to not have Empire float to the top. Like, right. Well, and for me too, it's it's like you said. I mean, I love every Star Wars film, and there's things about every Star Wars films that I did not like, and there are things about each one that I hate it. Um, but mm, yeah. it, like right now, I'm, I'm sitting in another one where it's like, gosh, this is a really hard one because these are my two favorites of each of their trilogies. We've got The Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith. Mm, yeah, that yeah. is a. That is a I, I want to lean towards Empire Strikes Back because for so long I've said it's my favorite, but I'm going to go with Revenge of the Sith on this one. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's that. Okay. Empire and Revenge of the Sith did well for us too, but are you to the end? Are you across the finish line? I, I am across the finish line. Right. So I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I, I, I kind of want a, a reverse count up. So I want to, okay. what landed at the, at the, at the bottom of the pile? Which Star Wars movie did you hate with your whole soul? No, I'm kidding. Quick <laughs> guess. Um, oh, that's actually more fun. I think so. Attack of the Clones. I noticed. Uh, spoiler: Attack of the Clones was both mine and Bruce's least favorite Star Wars film. Uh, mm. Floated to the bottom for us. But I'm going to say, in your case, it was A New Hope because it kept going down. Is it A New Hope? Close. Uh. No, it was The Last Jedi. Mm. That one definitely is is true. I, of all the films, that's the one I don't like the the most. Mm. Um, and yet, I'm Mark. still I'm still going on as to whether or not I really should be putting the blame on the Force Awakens. Though. Yeah, like that, that's well, it's so new still. In the grand scheme mm. of things, the Disney trilogy, there's a there's a whole lot. I am of the opinion, the controversial opinion, that I I, I really do think that Last Jedi is going to be looked upon more fondly than the initial backlash. Um, but that's just Perhaps. me and Bruce were talking about that a little bit. It, I. I, I, I don't know. I, I at the core I think as the as we look at the Disney trilogy as a whole, one of the strengths was the willingness to to see Luke Skywalker as a, a fallen, failed mentor and and his recovery. Imperfect though it was in my opinion. It, mm-hmm. I, I that's kind of that that's that's the way I think it might be viewed more charitably in the long run versus the kind of Correct. fandom and politics of the moment. But it's, you know, it, time will tell for sure. Uh, but what number two is, uh, I'm guessing the original. I, I'm honestly kind of, I kind of feel bad because like I, I would <laughs> normally rank a new hope above at least phantom menace. <laughs> but that's, well, that's the thing though. You just, you have to go that first instinct, this or that. And right. that's what makes this particular so quiz so much the fun. Last of the Jedi 10 is a new hope. Uh, then we've got The Force Awakens. Then we've got The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, interesting. Then okay. comes Attack of the Clones. So Attack of the Clones for me was oh, seven. Oh, wow. Uh, Phantom Menace was six. And shockingly, Rogue One was fifth. Okay. I, I honestly, with as many times I felt like I was answering Rogue One, I thought that was going to be like that was one of the, Maybe that was two. that one accidental one. Maybe it flip-flopped. It should be one higher. <laughs> right, right. So. I tanked it. Uh, next after that would be Return of the Jedi. Okay. Then Solo. Uh, then the Empire Strikes Back, following that up with Revenge of the Sith. So I'm honestly, oh. I'm kind of surprised because, I mean, it's been a while since Revenge of the Sith was my favorite favorite. I mean, it was for quite a while. Um, it went the it's, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, then went back to Empire Strikes Back, then Solo. Hit, hit me with your uh, with your top three. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is my top one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is number two, and Solo is number three. 
Okay, interesting. All right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. a Disney era movie made it in your top three, though that the spinoff works. So it, the solo mm-hmm. movie sounds like just really works for you. It has it. When's the last I'm time? I'm surprised. When's though, the last time you watched I, it though? It, does it has, has does it hold oh, up yeah. a lot? Oh yeah. Uh, I watched it probably less than a week ago. Oh wow! All um, right, all right. Yeah, it's it's my it's my go to. I mean, because it's on. Uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It's it's uh, about to for be a while, on Disney was Plus on Netflix. next week. But it's still right. on Netflix. So I pop it on, and then I, you know, I got the, I got on uh, uh, Voodoo. I've mm-hmm. got the discs yeah. and stuff. So I mean, I'm always I put that one in, and I play it in the background. Um, but that was the one that I really I had no desire or interest when it was being displayed going into theaters. I didn't really care for it hitting May. So it tanking was kind of like one of those things. Like I kind of like I was like, oh yeah. But then the more I watched it, the more I really came to appreciate what it did. And I I really think that a big chunk of my dislike was that I just wasn't ready for the actor. You know that that mm. was the hard part for me was to to see him that way. And as I slowly watched it more and more, he became Han Solo. And once he did that movie became one of my favorites because mm, Han was always one of my favorite characters. So yeah. you get to see a Han that I'm able to just, you know, and it took me a while, but I think hands down in the Disney era, the standalone films to me were the knockouts. They were the home runs. And even the, even solo, the one that I didn't think at the time became my cult classic of the star Wars films. Like I really love everything about the way Donald Glover plays Lando. I mean, watching the ship get destroyed, the, you know, banter between Chewie and, and Han. The only thing I wish they would have kept was the, uh, little, uh, trailer that they had where when Chewie does the, I'm 190 and he's like, you're 190. But there's a, mo- a moment there in the trailer where Chewie's like, right. it sounded like he was saying it or he's like, I look good. And, and they cut that part out or they reworded it. I was like, man, they should have left that in. That was awesome. Yeah. I think it's solo is one of those that, um, I really don't know how I feel about it. I haven't revisited it in a long time. I need to go, I need to watch it again. Um, just because I, I remember, the last time I gave it a serious look was going into last year's Dragon Con, where there was a solo appreciation panel, and we it talked to some about the hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and the sort of social media movement there, and uh, but also just the appreciation panel because we hadn't had a chance to talk about it the previous year um, because of the um, everyone was still talking Last Jedi, and it, Last Jedi kind of overshadowed Solo in a lot of ways with the fandom at least. Right. So I, I think right. I de- it definitely needs a second look for me because I, I, I really, my, my impression of it at the time was I felt, eh, you know, it's a little forgettable. Like it's an adventure that's just, you know, our hero going on a heist, falling in love with a girl and, you know, the the one of the characters sacrifices. Thing, in the, but you, you say that and, and as I say these words out loud, I'm basically describing, you know, some of the classic favorite films of all time, Indiana Jones. Right. Basically, it's Indiana right. Jones and Star Wars. Well, it being forgettable works because what do you have in there that was introduced that everybody wants to know more about? Kira. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and the movie became forgettable and you kind of just forgot about everything, but she is in a very key place mm-hmm. in things that we know certain details of we know she's basically going to become the number two for darth maul and we know what happens to darth maul so does that make her the number one at some sometime she's going to pop back up and when mm. she does it's going to be important yeah. whether they do that in a solo sequel film which i would love to see or if they do it somewhere else you, you know something that tom says off of uh you know we talk clones and ion canon on our own network they never just drop something it's never just dropped and left mm. they always come back they do <laughs> yeah well and 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 that's that's so true and and that's not just something lucas would will do it's something that 
was passed on to Dave Filoni, and he's done o- time and time again with Clone Wars and then with Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen that uh, picking up plot threads and characters in, in new ways that we just never expected. And I think with The Mandalorian Season 2, we're already seeing that kind of stuff with... Um, uh, tie-ins with Ahsoka and uh, tie-ins with maybe Rex, t- Boba Fett, or however Tim Ware Morrison's part of the part of the show, I guess. Yeah, Favreau's going to utilize every tool at his disposal. I was thinking about that when I was talking to my wife. You know, I mean, he, Favreau's a guy that's in so many different sandboxes. You know, I mean, he's not just in you know fictional storytelling and stuff. He's in like game shows and stuff like that. Like the man is everywhere. He really is, and yet still has time to do stuff that he loves. And you watch those behind the scenes videos and stuff on the Disney Plus program, and you're just like, oh man, here is it's somebody crazy. that really wants to see Star Wars shine. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So solo lands at your number top and then hit me one more time with your number two and three. I'm just curious. Uh, no, three was actually solo. Solo was my third one. Oh, so sorry. My, uh, vice versa. I meant uh, two and one. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. I closed that. Oh, sorry. Dang. We got we got so uh, we got so far. Into <laughs> it solo. was uh, it was Revenge of the Sith. Then it was Empire Strikes Back and then Solo. Gotcha. I mean, I honestly, they were all movies that I have, I've said it, uh, multiple times that these are my favorites. So, I mean, I, I guess it really shouldn't come as a surprise. But the, the, I, the most surprising to me was Solo, which I knew you liked the movie a lot. I didn't realize it had landed itself in sort of the lexicon of favorite. And that's what I found out um, watching uh, as I did my list, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll revisit here. But I, I realized just how much the original trilogy has wormed its way slowly and begrudgingly maybe not begrudgingly but you know (laughs) consistently and insistently wormed its way into my favorites because my top three have have changed in the last honestly six months Hmm. um but that my favorite used to always be revenge of the sith then empire and then kind of a toss-up for the rest but those two always landed in the top um but empire I'd say a good few years ago, around the time of starting the podcast and kind of getting into Star Wars more and more, it quickly kind of planted its way into my into my favorite. Um, just because even as a kid, I, there's nothing as as moving as as Luke's personal journey in that film and and his <laughs> um, his desire to to save his friends and 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 do it and strike out on his own. The lessons he had learned ever since he left the the homestead, and that just right. really meant a lot to me. I think I think every uh, young guy who watches Star Wars sees themselves in Luke in some way. They might like Han Solo, right. but Luke is the one you sort of see yourself in or, or what you'd want to be maybe. Uh, and, right. and so that's sort of the long, I guess, version of why Empire plants itself at my favorite. But over time, A New Hope in the last year, as I've been reading Secret History of Star Wars and stuff, uh, has, has moved its way up and, and has now quickly moved into my number two spot, Ooh. replacing Revenge of the Sith. But the biggest change I did taking this... Uh, you know, I did like first instinct, this mm. versus um, uh, when I rank them all together, kind of thinking, overthinking it, is Return of the Jedi replaced Revenge of the Sith for number three. And so mm. it knocked Revenge of the Sith all the way down to number four. And so my first Disney movie is The Force Awakens at number five with Rogue One right behind it. So Interesting. Yeah. See, I have been kind of reluctant to rank the films after watching episode nine. And mm. yet, I'm finding the more I watch episode nine, the more I enjoy that film, even though, you know, collectively I, I'm not a fan of what happened with Luke, but I love what happened with Kylo Ren and I love what happened mm. with Ray. So the more I watch the film, the more I'm enjoying it. 
And I'm hoping maybe down the road, as you were suggesting with The Last Jedi, maybe it will be one that I come to appreciate. So far, I'm still contemplating whether or not I have been giving The Force Awakens too much credit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are like, the, the issues you have with The Last Jedi all spawn from this. And I'm like, oh, not really. I mean, J- you know, J.J. didn't have to do that. That's sure, true. But Ryan Johnson didn't have to actually follow through on any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, that's a, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that, Mark. I, I thought it spark, sparked some, some pretty solid, some pretty solid conversation. But... I think on on that note, like I said, we're just doing a more regular, fun, Star Wars-y conversation, and I want to invite you guys to be part of it. We already got some tweets and a couple emails and stuff, but maybe we'll do one final follow-up on this segment. Go ahead and um, uh, go ahead and knock out the exercise. Let me take a look at the notes so I can say it here on the podcast, too. It's, it's sorta.app. Sorta, S-O-R-T-A, dot app. If you just go to the main site, you'll see the Star Wars quiz right there on the front page. You can click on it, take it... Uh, Take a screenshot of it, screenshot of it, or something, and then uh, all you got to do is um, send it to us, and maybe see if there was something different, and you got different results than you expected by taking your uh, favorite Star Wars films quiz in this format. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Don't get cocky. That's right. Don't get cocky. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to put the wraps on this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. Hey, stay in touch with the show. Go to starwarsreport.com slash mailing list. Sending out uh, bonus content, links to uh, stories, thoughts and opinions, updates on the show, all exclusively on our mailing list. It's free. starwarsreport.com slash mailing list. Uh, and hey, it's not free, but it's a lot of cool content. Make sure you check out uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report just to support the show and uh, get some cool bonus content like our Rogue Transmissions bonus podcast. You can get access there, $5. And you can also, at the $1 level, get access to our entire archive of episodes and join the uh, Patreon Facebook chat uh, exclusive for uh, those of you guys who support us on Patreon. And thank you so much to every single one of you guys who is uh, continuing to support us. Um Hey, also uh, stay in touch with us in between shows on social media. It's at Star Wars Report and Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Mr. Hurlman, tell the tell the people of the internet where they can find you and what you're up to, especially uh, I know you've got some cool stuff planned, as you alluded to, with uh, Beyond the Films. Yep, Illogical Rogue 2. You can find me out there on the interwebs uh, as myself as well. Uh, yeah, Beyond the Films is back with a vengeance. Me and Jim are going to be recording uh, probably next weekend. Do some, I believe we're going to hit Tales of the Jedi. Going oh, all the way back. Dang. I like it. I like it. Some old school. And there's not enough. There's, listen, there's plenty of Star Wars podcasts and even book podcasts that focus on all the new releases. So it'll be kind of cool to jump back into that world. For yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it for a couple different levels. Nice. I mean, just jumping into the comics is fun, but there's some books that, oh man, I'm looking forward mm. to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, you can also, of course, if you're listening to this podcast and enjoy it, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, uh, the Apple Podcast app, actually. Uh, if you're listening to us right there, you can just leave us a star rating and review, and we do appreciate uh, you helping get the word out about the show in that way. And if uh, and if you enjoy the show and you like uh, Star Wars, you got other Star Wars fans in your life, share the show. Let them know about the Star Wars Report podcast. Pass it along. Um, and uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time. 
This has been Riley Blanton. Mark Herleman. On behalf of all the fine folks here at the Star Wars Report Podcast Network, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. You can also follow me at the Riley guy. <laughs> I forgot my own plug. How did I? My gosh. I knew if you could hear my voice. I knew there's something. It was like, oh my God, I'm forgetting something. There's something. My gosh. I'm so bad. Uh, let me uh, stop the recorder. Yeah. Why, thank you, sir. I.